Blog Talk Radio. Brian, and 
and I, and I know I know our guests can hear me. I'll say, be encouraged and hold nothing back. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, let let me go ahead and introduce them. Tonight we have on the phone a disabled Vietnam veteran, and Mr. Larry Cornelius, who suffered for well over 30, 30 years with extreme pain and memory impairment. Even still, for 18 years, he has worked day after day to help reverse the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and war-related issues for fellow comrades, giving out his only means of support, his disability compensation, with no aid from any outside source. And he continues his research for war-related issues using his website with information to soldiers returning home after combat and in the Middle East battlefields. And his website is Rehab911.net. And he also has Rehab911 online motivation program. And I want to introduce to you all Mr. Larry Cornelius. Yes, sir. Well, you know, what a, what, how wonderful it feels to be in a circle of men that love God. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I'm, I can't believe it. I, no, not really. No, I've had a lot of, I can't believe things to happen here recently, but this is one that I know was done by God. More, well, they all were done by God, but this one really got me here, you know? Because this one, I, it's like he told uh, uh, that, that boy to go to Mount Moriah. I just went, and here you guys are. And I want to thank y'all for this night. My miracle that I needed is going to come to pass. Thank you very much, sir. How's everybody doing? We're doing everybody left. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and fellowship with us and uh, spread your wisdom and talk about some of the things that you've gone through in your life because a lot of people out there are struggling. And Brian came up with the topic for tonight, and it's a powerful, powerful topic. And since he came up with it, I'm going to let him uh, start off uh, with the questions. Yes, tonight's topic is called Following Orders. Mm. And, you know, a lot of times we get what's called our marching orders, and, you know, we have the option to obey them and disobey them. You know, and so with that premise, I'm going to say, Tell us about, tell us your story to start off, and then I'm going to have a, a very good question for you. Don't no problem whatsoever, sir. Uh, in my life, in all fairness, I did not come into the glorious wonders of faith on the account of being raised completely under, the, under a Christian roof. Mom believed, but Dad had reasons for his own doubt. Even still, I had my journey in Vietnam that gave reason to wonder, why God, why me? See, my tour duty in Vietnam resulted in everything I studied to be doing high school. Lost forever, I thought. One year after graduation, one year after my tour duty in Vietnam, it was all gone to flashbacks, the fear of dying, the fear of having to kill, all lost to the fear of I can't sleep now, I can't even stay awake, the fear of people to trust who not to trust. Sadly, gentlemen, at the age of 19, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. The pain that follows the discomfort of war began to exacerbate and memory was even more difficult to store as, hold on to your, your lug nuts on this one now, as Thorazine, the medication for mad elephants they gave soldiers after Vietnam encouraged nightmare after nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. The medication for mad elephants began to suck dry my memory. Or simply put, it was if the gates of hell prevailed and demons assigned from hell was on a mission to assure Satan that I was down and out forever. Anyway, as years passed by, I struggled to stay out of the wheelchairs and struggled to remember the whereabouts of keys and doctor appointment, children's names and birthday. I noticed I had fallen as pain began to get, to, to get greater. The Larry that I once was was gone forever. I thought surgery and hospitalization followed suit. One after another, gentlemen. My hospitalization began, you know, hospitalization for me during that period began to resemble. I was at a university. I was in a campus where students lived on campus. It was just, I was, in a, I was actually in, on campus. I was in a hospital that long time. To live it beginning to resemble a university. That's strange. That was kind of like mad a little bit. In other words, the man that who was voted most likely to succeed during high school had failed before his peers. It was if I was, it was if as though I was crucified with nothing, sent to my death 
of pain forever for nothing. But on that third day, how about this, guys? On that third day, I heard him cry out, Larry, come forth. And see, this is where doing what he's asked. My mom told me many years, she said, if, if you do what he asks, it'll pay off. So when it came to the time when I, when I was inside of my pain, as if I was inside of my, grain, my, my grave, in spite, despite of the smell of stench of pain, I heard him say, come forth. And being obedient, I came forth without any faith. No, I didn't, say, I didn't have any faith, but I knew to act. So and in, 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 in the results of that and results of doing particularly what the subject of this conversation is all about, this, this radio broadcast is all about, the, the act of doing what is asked. Today I am finishing law online with a host of degrees that is indicative of one with impairments as great as mine. And I thank God for what this subject matter is all about on this radio, doing what is asked, particularly what is asked by God. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this question, because you and I talked earlier um, uh, last week, and you were telling me about how uh, you were told that you would never be able to learn again as a result of your injuries. Well, that's that's really the truth of the prognosis in, in writing. It wasn't just something that they whispered or passed on the door. They put it in writing. Uh, if they even said, if you go to school, we're going to baker at you and put you in a state mental institution because you're just going to cause the government to have to pay you more disability. So prevent that. To prevent that, if you go to school, we're going to lock you up in a mental institution. I said, get the locking because I am going to accomplish what I set out to accomplish in life because I heard God say that all things are possible for them that believe. Now, I, I, and, I, and I went against medical advice, and they, they went after me real hard. But the end results of believing in God first and not giving up on yourself has resulted in probably things that I shouldn't have by prognosis, by medical advice, but by God advice to never give up, to never give in, and put all the trust in him. I've accomplished uh, the impossible. Right now, Mm. there's a lot of people listening. Right now, there's a lot of people hurting. And I really believe that they needed to hear you say, don't give up. When, When you were in the fire, when you were in the valley, when they were coming against you, telling you not to do this and not to do that, you paid attention only to his voice. To his voice. Yes, sir. Now, uh, to those that are out there listening that may not, they'll say, well, I don't understand. I mean, I don't know his voice. What is his voice? How do I know that it's coming from him? First, in order to hear anybody or to believe anybody, you have to believe in them. You have to believe that God is God, that he exists. Right. And that doesn't take going to theology school. That just take remembering old-fashioned religion. Remember what mama, it is nothing, grandmama. Remembering somebody of old, of remembering the word of God, saying believe. See, if you, got, you have to believe in anything in order for it to manifest any type of results in your life. Okay? You believe in your car, so you get it in and drive. Hmm. You believe in your mortgage, so you live in your house. Now, I know if you could believe in the things that man... You should. You, you need to get a grasp of the fact that he that that, that that which the man has given you, the man over the man, is still out there just waiting to hear you say, I believe. Now, in some cases, he'll do it anyway. But it would speed, it would expedite things much easier and much faster. If you believe God, even if you haven't joined the church, even if you haven't joined the ministry, even if you're not bishop, even if you're not deacon, even if you're not parking the cars in the, in the church, believe them from wherever you are. If you're on the corner, if you're homeless, if you're in jail, if you're in prison, just believe. If you believe, then you will activate the love of God in your life. And then in your sleep or even in your wake, he'll come to you. And that still voice, I promise you. He is not a man that he will lie. He's not a man that won't show up. He will show up. 
You will hear from God. And when you hear him, you know it's him because you'll know no one could do this. No one could say this but God. All things are possible. No one is going to say that in some of the troubles and trials that we go through but God. You'll hear him say all things are possible. You know, every time I, I send an email or if I re- reply to someone, that's, that's my thing. That's what I put at the end of all of my talks. That's what I put on the all things are all possible. possible. <laughs> well, all that, things that, are possible. That is an understated statement. It's so, it's so powerful. Yes, it is. And, it is uh, a p- the word says faith comes from hearing and well, hearing, hearing. And that's why I do that. Every time I type it, it does something. My 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 faith is is getting bigger and stronger and stronger every single time I see it and read it and say it. It's it's doing something. Well, you, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, you know to you know to be strong in the Lord and His mighty powers. You know it. But to those out there who are uncertain, this is not religious rhetoric. Because what we're dealing with in this world today, this. I understand a lot of them with with the reason to be a little doubt, you know, when we have this out-of-control world that we live in, in a world that people say, it's my thing, I'll do whatever I want to do. Nobody can tell me or who to give it or do it to. It, it, if you believe, you'll find out that it is a great, reassuring, so comforting, so peaceful to know that there's someone in control and that someone is God. And, you know... When you believe, you know, the promises cannot be revoked, despite of the appearance, still in this day, all things work together for good to them that love this special someone, God. In other words, if you believe, despite of what you see, despite of what, despite of what you hear, in this day, still all things will work together for good to them that love this special someone called God. No, you know I'm not a preacher or anything, but I've taken the bumps and the bruises, and and I've taken some things that said you're going to die three separate times. I've been taking here some real serious hits that the devil by now know I'm not going to quit. Yeah. Yes. You know, I was going to ask you about that, too. You know, you you were talking about taking these bumps and bruises and these hits, you know, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? Because there's got to be something out there that keeps you, you know, to where you want to keep fighting. Because there's so many people out there. We've had a lot of listeners that have been ready to give up and throw in the towel. You know, they're not convinced that what they're doing is even worth it. What keeps you going? Well, I wake up every day when the others perhaps, and I don't, and it's nothing to, to, to be thankful about as I, as I try to uh, uh, benefit from other sorrow. But I wake up every day and, and alive. That gives me an opportunity to live out life. Another day with an opportunity to have a, to another chance and another chance and another chance to get this thing right. If you have any chance to get it right, that's your opportunity. That's an opportunity for you to to, to to realize that throwing in the towel is ludicrous, as Mike Tyson would say, ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, what are you throwing in the towel for when you're going to throw the towel into Satan? When the towel lands on Satan, so will you. You're going to end in hell when you throw in the towel. Not, not, I don't mean to, I'm not condemning anyone or suggesting that hell is where they're going to go. But why throw in the towel? Why give your life to this? Why, 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 why allow the devil? To have its way. So when I when I wake up every day and I can smell and see and I look up out and pain be killing me be 24 hours of a day when I open up the curtains and see the sun still bright and the colors of the flowers and when I see the air still blowing when I see the flashy beauty in the and 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 when I see the rivers and everything in the oceans blue and the rivers still running I have me another chance. That's right. And you have to fight, like you brother said from the from the beginning of this, the, the, the the beginning of the show. You have to fight the good fight of faith. And that, but the the key is this. I'm gonna make a long story short. You're gonna win if you fight. Mm. A real fighter. Now, first of all, the devil know the, the, if you resist him to flee anyway. 
So it's something in that resist the devil and he flee that should ignite your mind to realize if you fight, he's gone. He's not going to hang around. He's looking for someone weak and feeble. He's looking for someone that's the chump that's not willing to fight him. So if you ball up your fist, sort of paraphrasingly speaking, if you get in that fight, put on the armor of God and get in that fight, the Bible said he must flee when you put up a resistance. And that's all, you know, that's what keeps me going. I can, I can overlook 24 hours of a day in pain. I can look, I'm going to tell you, brother, something here and the end of the listening world. I have absolutely no memory, and I'm about to get my Ph.D. in law. Medically, they don't even know how I can possibly even have gotten my associates. But religiously, I tell them, it's God's will. Mm. Wow. Sometimes it's not always meant for them to understand, and I think that's where a lot of people have problems. They try to understand the science part of it. Amen, they're leaning, And they're leaning on the, onto their own understanding because Ooh, that's good. they're trying to understand something that they didn't create. Ooh, that's good. You can't do that. You're not above our Father. Ooh. If you knew... What the word says, they wouldn't be asking you or trying to figure out. They would just go ahead and give him the glory and, and, and praise him with you and just keep going. Mm. But no, they want that glory to say, I don't understand how this happened. Maybe it's just a fluke. Uh, this probably won't happen again. And mm. there's so many people right now that are receiving bad news, cancer, and, and, uh, mm-hmm. all different types of diseases and when the when the, when the uh, physician tells them these things, a lot of them are believing it or they're accepting it, and it's it's just they're panicking, and and that's pretty much the first thing that they do. But there is someone that you can turn to when you hear that. There yes. is someone, and that's the same person that Mr. Kenny, our guest tonight, turned to, and I'm sure he can tell you when he was at the, down at that point where. They, uh, he had red line and, and he wasn't breathing and he wasn't even here. Hmm. I'm sure he can tell you who he turned to. Hmm. Man, brothers, and to the listening world, I learned the hard way, but now is the easier to stand firm than with the bevel troop buckle around me, around my waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with my feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, that he will, he will show up. As a matter of fact, your trials and your tribulations and your ordeals, the worse they are if you believe, the faster he'll, the certainty, you can be certain he'll show up. He'll show up. Don't matter, okay, look look at the worst thing that can happen to you, and then look at the best thing that you can do, believe, watch he show up. <laughs> Did I say something? <laughs> well, I know I, you said something. I mean, that. I told, well, it's true. <laughs> I tickled. I tickled this, bro. You know, brother, I knew you when you were little. You did mention something. <laughs> I, I knew me and my brothers. Then we were talking about you. We knew you before you even were five and six years old, mm-hmm. and we saw that this day in you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I just want to thank you, brothers, uh, and, and don't have to shut down. I want to thank you, brothers, for including me in your circle because I needed this. Yes, yeah. Well, you know, not just that. The people that are listening needed this. You know, the one thing we talked about, and it's something that you do. It's it's uh one of the business ventures, and it's not really, I don't want to really call it a business venture. I want to call it more of a mission. Yes, sir, it is. A and mission. that's the mission of Rehab 911. Exactly. You know, tell us about what Rehab 911 does. Well, Rehab 911 researched the four corners of the world for answers to post-traumatic stress disorder, that menace and illness that come out in home with soldiers after combat. With, uh... It has destroyed many families, marriages, 
uh, careers. It has, it you know, it has uh, been that catalyst for soldiers since what they used to call it combat stress, but now they call it post-traumatic stress. It is that menacing illness. It seems like it's from hell. If you really want to know the truth. Because it, it, you know, but but the point is, what I what I do, just to make a long story short, I searched the four corners of the world for answers, and and and, and I and I didn't find any until I actually started looking to God. <laughs> now I'm not laughing at that, but that's funny. I went all over the world, and it was right in front of me in the Bible. That's right. It was right there all the time. It was right in my presence all the time. The Word of God was the answer to all of the dilemmas. I didn't have these degrees until I started believing in him. <laughs> All I had when I was seeking them was hospitalization after hospitalization after hospitalization, withdrawal, symptoms, symptoms, symptoms. But when I started putting my faith in him, gentlemen, the Bible started revealing rhythm, uh, uh, remedies for post-traumatic stress disorder. And, uh, uh, and, and first of all, I tell all soldiers, seek ye first the kingdom of God. I do. I tell them that first. Uh, that's vitally important. Now you don't, and you know, I can't force them to do that. But as a disabled American veteran, I created this website. As you said, I suffered every single day for well over thirty years, coping with extreme pain and memory impairment due to post-traumatic stress. As we talk about, as means to help other overcome the suffering I endured. I design Rehab 9/11 online motivation course, and coming up soon will be Rehab 9/11 recovery course. These initiatives were created to help thousands of comrades who are, who are serving in the Middle East wars and those who have re-entered the world to reverse symptoms associated with PTSD and other combat-related injuries. Why? Because good health and happiness, gentlemen, and to the world who is listening, is worth more than any amount of money in the world. Now, this website intended this to be a one-stop website that is full of useful information from the Department of Veterans Affairs, information and medical centers, facility locators, community-based hospitals, rehab facilities, locators, physicians, counselors, and links to website about the world of herbal treatment and alternative therapies. Now, last Rehab 9-11 offers fun. Now, this is something that we really do. We offer fun events for soldiers and their families after combat. We have begun populating this website with helpful information and hope to add each month some, we're going to be adding each month new information to be sure, and we want them to be sure to visit often as possible. You know, and you know, also they can contact us if they have any questions or information or anything regarding any of the information that uh, we put in inside of Rehab 9-11. We will also be adding one day a, uh, a connect, this is, this is delicate here, a suicide line. But, you know, we're getting the people involved that are actually licensed to handle that, that we're not. So we, we ain't, we're getting people to come in with us now who can handle that, okay? Mm-hmm. Who can handle. Now, we can handle those who are stuck on drugs. We can handle those who need the, the, us to come into the streets and, 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 and talk to them about God and lead them back home to their families without hurting their wives and their husbands. We can do that. But we need help now because suicide is becoming one of the leading aftermaths of war. Suicide is happening. Thousands of Marines and soldiers who have been sent to the war zone on unprecedented tour duties, something that America is not used to doing. We're not used to sending our soldiers three and four times to the war zone. That has never happened in our history. So they're coming home just saying, look, i just rather, you know. So we're now uh, getting help from uh, medical doctors that we can send them to on the website, okay? That can handle them not destroying themselves, and they don't need to destroy themselves. They've given patriot, they've given their lives for patriotism. They did it because God told them to be obedient, even to the, even to war. So we're going to try to get out there sooner or later and and do something about that with doctors, not ourselves, with doctors that they can call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you Would you agree that? Uh, with the scripture that says we wrestle not with flesh and blood. Oh yes, I do. But principalities. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. You know where take I'm going. Take it. Take it on. Take us on there, brother. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you you have to do that. Sometimes you have to fight those uh, people up in high and wicked places because it, it's just strange. It's strange because you you fought in a war 
to defend your country. You you honored your oath, but yet when you get back here, come on now, you're being treated the same way Jesus was treated in his own town. Well, brother, you know something? Let me be candid here. The soldiers do get better treatment nowadays, but Good. man, you would have hated to have been a soldier during the Vietnam veteran era. Mm-hmm. Let me let you know where they put us all. They put us all who had a sore throat, who had a cold, who had any type of post-traumatic stress symptoms in one floor at the veterans' hospitals around the nation. It was the fifth floor where they hurt us all like animals, like cows and horses. And they gave us this one medication, even for a cold, even for anything. Anything had to do with anything with you being inside of that ward, inside of that VA. They gave us Thorazine. It's illegal to give to human beings today. They gave us Thorazine, the medication that treat mad elephants. And so many of us Vietnam veterans just, oh, man, they can't even come back. Some, some of you be surprised. I know some Vietnam veterans still in the bushes in America, thinking that they're still in Vietnam. So I'm saying at least in this day we are, we have, we have 9-11 and other organizations that motivate, okay, the young generation. We had better come up with that because you sent a guy four times to the wall zone, you better have a remedy when he comes home. Yeah. And in this day and age, we have we have motivational programs that do more than talk. We also have those that administer the God will. And in my case, that's what I minister first, God will in their lives, that they may understand it is not as hard. This is not what the devil wants. Y'all done got me fired up. <laughs> you brothers, I'm so proud of y'all, man. I hope y'all, I hope y'all don't just cut me out after this radio station. I like working with y'all. <laughs> Let me let you guys know out in the world. I never would have, I never dreamed that this day was coming. These brothers here are, they are the difference. They are that change that the so-called administration that the administration ran on. These guys are the change. They read this. What they're doing is what change is all about, and they're changing the way we see God. I just love the way that uh, you, you, you're so forceful, and you, you, your stance, your stance is, you know, anyone can pretty much tell that your stance is great and, and, and mighty, and a lot of times that's what we have to do. We have to stand, and I know every question doesn't deserve an answer. We know that, but that that's what happens in, when you're connected with this uh, worldly world that we have. And when you you decide to remove yourself from from it, you see the things that are going on, and you see a lot of people that are hurting and suffering. And because you're transparent and you went through those things for 30 years, you could have turned your back and became bitter and, and, and angry at the world, but you didn't do that. You reached out to others that are hurting, and you're still doing it now, all this time later, and now you're about to walk down the aisle with your Ph.D. in law. I can't even believe it myself. It's I'm holding all, back the tears, guys. I'm holding back the tears. It's all, everything your entire life, everything that you've done is geared towards ministering, and the definition of ministering is to serve others. Yes, sir. Wow. Ryan, yes, I don't sir. know about you, but that's powerful. I, I'm I'm actually over here speechless. I'm just, whoo, <laughs> Yeah. I'm and, and Greg knows it takes a lot to get me speechless because I'm a talker. He's, and still, I, he's still serving and fighting after all these years. He's still serving. And I wake up uh, every day, and this is vitally important, I wake up every day, 24 hours a day, in extreme pain. I don't remember even closing in on my Ph.D. sometimes how to log into discussion boards and I forget the professors and the and the and the work because between the medications and morphines and hospitalizations that took my memory, it is a struggle like you wouldn't believe. But without the fight I'll never be able to persevere. 
I'll never be able, I'm going to come out this thing the way God intended me to come out from the foundations of the world, not the way man nor war had it planned, but the way God had it planned. Mm-hmm. And anybody and everybody out there, you two soldiers in particular, if all right, soldiers, wives, and husbands, whoever listening to the has a soldier that is in combat or have returned home from combat in the hospital or out of the hospital, if you have a family member, a friend that's in the streets on drugs or whatever, I'm going to let you know nothing but the truth. They can reverse. You can reverse. PTSD can be reversed. You just have to get up every day and put up a good fight of faith. You got to believe. You have to believe in yourself because your health and happiness is worth more than any amount of money in the. Their health and happiness is worth more than any amount of money in the world. No compensation check. Don't settle for it. Get back to school. Get your trade in order. Get your gifts in order. Go after that thing that you that 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 led you to believe and have faith in in, in being in America. You were you were you were academically. Uh, uh, challenged. You, no, you weren't challenged. You were smart to come out of high school with it, with enough sense to be able to pass the test to go to the military nowadays. That means that that mind of yours is a terrible thing to waste. So get, let's get let's get back up, brush back off, and let's get that mind operating in the and in, in the and the skills that you had before then, and let's get some good things back going because because pain and suffering and suffering with PTSD. I don't care if they gave you $18 million a minute. You will not enjoy one minute without good health and happiness, which means the premise of this statement is good health and happiness is worth more than any amount of money in the world. I've gone to uh, hospitals around here in, in, in just different places visiting people in the hospital. And I'm going to make this statement because you're talking about uh, how important your health is. Oh, God, yes. I've run across a lot of people on their deathbed talk to a mm-hmm. lot of people, and not one of them on their deathbed asked about their bank statement. They didn't ask about where their Mercedes was. Go ahead on, bro. None of that meant anything to them. Come on, bro. So that just lets you know just how important your health is. It's very important. You brothers, very important. You brothers, look out. You're healthy and strong. And then that still means and weighs into the world that has no issues. That's not no reason to feel comfort. Don't get in your comfort zone. You want to in you want to invite into your life uh herbs and uh preventive measures. You know what I mean? Prevented medical prevented herbals that's in the world that uh that that, that, that make sure that you that, 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 that put it this way, prevention is worth a pound of cure. Mm-hmm. So don't just sit there and look at, you know, don't think that the devil, particularly you two brothers, the devil wants y'all so bad that he's celibacy. But I'll tell you what, you know, we know we know that prayer and everything, we know that that does everything. But don't forget to put up, you know, to, to, to look into what God created, the herbs of the world, the herbs yeah. of the world. And get involved in preventive measures because prevention is worth a pound of cure, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Am I talking too much? No, sir. No, you sir. brother fire oh, yeah. me up every single time I say hello to y'all. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> y'all need to call in these guys. These guys know how to fire you up, boy. I'm telling you. Thank you. I, I kind of cut Brian off, but uh, Brian, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I had to I had to say that. I, I just couldn't lose that. No, I'm, I was actually going through the website. Um, the, um, and the website is rehab911.net. That's www.net rehab911.net please go to the site and I'm sort of just skimming through it and going you know I never knew these type of things were occurring and you know I have family members uh, who are are also in Vietnam who you know suffer after the fact you know after coming back from Vietnam and just reading about post-traumatic stress disorder it, it brings a lot of clarity to the situations that they were involved with to the issues that they were dealing with in their lives so you know this site he is absolutely right it it helps a lot because just reading some of the things that went on and you know realizing what happened to those particular individuals you know it made a lot more sense why they went through what they went through yes it does and it's vitally important that we all know 
as soldiers returning home, and those who are like firemen and other people who deal with tragic situations or debilitation or they watch the bodies go through. And it's not just for soldiers, but you have to know when to seek help. Mm -hmm. Help with PTSD, coping with PTSD. You know, you need to be sure that you get deep involved into those that information there because it will prevent the loss of those, your life for one thing, and to those who love you sincerely, PTS would take it all away. It'll snatch it away from you like like a. It'll snatch it away so quickly. It will be shocking how you can lose everything that you love and love you on account of this illness. So it's very important to know when to seek help, help with PTSD and coping with PTSD issues. Those three, uh, the other ones are too, but those three main uh, links will uh, help you uh, regain a good health and happiness. You know, one of the other things I thought about with PTSD, and uh, it's something that we kind of talked about briefly um, before the show, is, you know, a lot of people who are victims of, of sexual violence, okay, you know, they deal with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder as well. Of course. You know, and, you know, that's one of the things that most people don't understand or realize is that, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder is just that. It's not something that, you know, that just happens to let's say uh, Vietnam veterans or soldiers or police officers, but it can happen to anybody. Because anytime you are traumatized by something, you know, you think about the little child that maybe had been bit by a dog or something like that when they were little, and they have fear of animals. Okay. You're hitting it. You know, that's a a post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes, it is. Because they may be struggling with that. They may see an animal and just go absolutely berserk. They do. You know, I can remember my mother who has a fear of reptiles. Okay. And it was because when she was little, she remembers her mother, my grandmother, being chased by a garter snake. Okay. You know, and it's like now my mother can't even look at snakes. Post, it's a form of post-traumatic stress. Right, and that's a form of post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, so this site is just absolutely chock full of great information. You know, I thank God for this, because he get. I don't even. When I look at it, I don't know. I the articulation was so distinct because I couldn't remember anything. But you know, God used my will to want to help. And when I couldn't write what needed to be written, He wrote. So we know that these things are written based on God's desire to be a helpmeet. That in the things that I want to do to help other soldiers. Mm-hmm. This was this was this was God driven based. Okay. I, 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 it was God-driven based. I, I sometimes read and I wonder how did I, how did, how did God put in my mind these things? But then I know that with God all things are possible. So, so, so when you, when anybody, when you go over this site, be assured that God is in it, and not my will, but the will of God to help victims suffering with PTSD. You know, I want to read this statement right quick, then I'm going to let Greg ask his question. It says, uh, a diagnosis of PTSD is no reason for shame. Hold your head up high. Learn the necessary coping skills and put into motion a strategy to recover from this illness. Recovery is possible once you have admitted the need for help and obtained that help. And Greg kind of knows why I read that because I, I like that thing that put that put into motion a strategy, you know. So that that's my thing. I like strategies. I like finding out how to deal with stuff, you know. And that's something that's just so it's so profound that that you put that in there because when I met you, I understood what you have to go through and have had to go through for so long, and it, I just applaud you, brother. I mean, I really do because what you have gone through, I couldn't see anybody else but you go through. I I couldn't have seen anybody else go through what you've gone through. You know, if all anybody I could... else would have told me, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. If anybody else would have told me they've gone through that, I wouldn't have believed it. But looking at you and meeting you and fellowshipping with you for that small time that we fellowshiped and talked, I felt it. You know, and that's why I was so compelled to bring you on the show. Thank you, sir. It's hard for me to even know whether what are you propping me about. It's been so many years of pain, but I thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and it's not hard. It just, it's just, it's been quite a, quite a battle. It's very painful. But you know, um, like you said, there's no reason to be ashamed. No. So I hold my head up high, and I've learned the necessary coping skills, and I put them in motion on a strategy to recover day after day. Regardless of the expedient or if it's not fast enough, I continue on the I continue to be a work in progress because I believe one day, you know, I believe that my day is coming. Yeah. When I hear you and Brian say strategy and put things to work, uh, what jumped out at me was work your faith. Oh yes, brother. Working your faith. And it doesn't matter what you're going through in your life right now. No, Everybody's going through some hard times. I know that's right. Everybody's seen some really, really ugly things. And I don't know if you know it or not, but a lot of women that come on our show have mm-hmm. been raped or molested at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And they haven't gotten over that. Mm-hmm. And they're still holding on to that thing. Uh, and, and, and what I wanted to ask you, and, and what I want to make a statement first, and then I can ask you. Forgiveness is... Uh, a, a wonderful tool that we have, and forgiveness is connected with the heart. Mm-hmm. If your heart is not right, you can't forgive. You can't forgive. And if you can't forgive, that thing will eat away at you. You'll never forget. And a lot of people will say, well, I was just a kid. I was only four or five years old when I was molested. I didn't do anything wrong, so why should I be forgiving him? Well, the answer to that is when you forgive with your mm. heart, mm-hmm. you are released. Tell it, bro. You're released at that point. Amen. And he'll take over. He'll step right in and he'll take over. Amen. And uh, revenge is not your tool. It's not your project. It's not something that you, you should dwell on. Although that's what we see on television all the time. Come on, though. Mm-hmm. That's what we see all the time. Revenge, revenge, revenge. I guess my question to you is, how did you learn to forgive? First, I had a choice, like you, which is the premise to what the statement you just brought you brought before us all. It's a choice. I had a choice to forgive or let it continue to manifest negative results in my life. Choice, 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 choice. Choice is everything, you know, and once I made up my mind that forgiving is a lot more pleasant than remembering. Forgiving is a lot more pleasant and lots more peaceful, a lot more joyful than remembering day after day that same thing that imprisoned me from its starting date until I decided to stop remembering it. When I stopped remembering, I realized that I was free at last. And I thank God Almighty for that type of freedom. I was free at last. And then I then went into the Bible as a, as a means to get the support, which I didn't know to do first. Now I would do it first. But I went into the Bible, and when he said, forgetting those things that are behind you. When I went into that. Now, I should have been first, but you've got to remember, I didn't come into this faith world from a foundation of the church in my home, my mother loved God, but my daddy had, you know, things that he caused him to, you know, to doubt. Okay, so, but, but, but I always heard in the still of the night sometime in the early parts of the morning, my mother said, you know, things that uh, activated. And then I went to the Bible after finally putting those things uh, out of, <clears throat> putting those things behind me. And I realized that what she said, forgetting those things that are behind you. And pressing toward what, gentlemen? What are we going to press toward? <laughs> we, have a, we have that high calling. <laughs> I press that point. That point was more, more, more impressive. Not just pressing, it's more impressive. <laughs> and yeah. then remember being, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then remembering the, that was an impressive point when I started remembering to, to press toward the high calling. That thing is impressive. I mean, can I get an amen from that one, brother? You can get an amen on that one, Oh, man. <laughs> boy, I'm going to tell you something. It's nothing like looking to where you can go. That thing impressed the daylight. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it'll impress you to get up every day and start, uh, you know, even if you're down and trotted or in the, even in you inside the street life, it'll get you up every day in the street life and find a corner puddle and wash your face. <laughs> now, this is not, these are facts. It'll get you to make you start, even if you're inside of a cardboard box, clean it up, and eventually you'll end up in an apartment home. I'm telling you, when you look toward that cold, it would impress you to the point that you'll start making a difference in your life so that you can get that call in your life to be uh, what it was all about when God looked into Mama and Daddy's eyes and said, you will be born. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. Brad, I want to say this. You know, we, we hear so many people talking about the worst things that happen in their life. And I'll use Oprah as an example. We all know that Oprah was... Uh, raped and molested at a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. And you, if you look at any person who the world says is successful and on television and, and they're thriving and they're really good in their profession, uh, there's a story behind that person. Mm-hmm. And, and nine times out of ten, well, I'll just say ten out of ten, it's that ugly thing that they went through mm. is the thing that blessed them the most. Come on, brother. It's now, I said the ones that went through it, they didn't stop. Oprah Power. didn't stop. That's right. She kept on. She kept pressing on. She loved people. I believe that that thing, that ugly thing and those ugly nights that, that she had to deal with what she had to deal with, Well, that was designed to stop her from loving people. They knew the seed that was already planted in her. That's right, brother. They knew that she was going to love people, and, and they knew how important and how powerful she would be at some point. A lot of times the things that happen to us, it, it, it is ugly, it is what it is, but if you stay in it and keep fighting and work your way through it, that ugly thing will make a way for you. That's Just right. like, and you're a living example of that. Look at all the ugly things that you've gone through in your life. And uh, Brian, Brian heard me say this all the time. I say it all the time. Life will do one or two things to you, Brian. What is it? Uh, it'll make you bitter, okay. or it'll make you better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I couldn't wait till you get it out. <laughs> Try to hold back the laughter, but that thing hit it out. Boy, that's exactly what it'll do. It'll do one or two things to you, and you decided to be better. And Oprah decided to be better, but just look at how many people are bitter. It's a lot of people are bitter. Brian and I have gone out to the jails and the detention centers, and we've seen just bitterness. Pure bitterness. Mm-hmm. Bitterness. Pure bitterness. The younger generation are the bitterest. And, you know, and that's not saying negative. I'm saying they, they are dealing with things that are they, – they need to hear what, what's going on today. In this radio conference, see some of those young guys that are bitter has not been told of the goodness of God in homes. Mm-hmm. But all right, forget the school and homes. Now, don't forget the school as far as academics are concerned. But I'm just saying, when we came up, you know, mom and dad and them and all the grandmas, everybody was, was telling us about God. When they didn't tell us, there was something on a wall that said a commandment this and a commandment that. There was something somewhere in the house that wasn't afraid of the ACLU. Nothing personal, guys, who would come down on them if God was in... No, okay, let's not use the ACLU. That, 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 that they weren't afraid of no, uh, no, no high courts telling you to take it out your house. Mm. They put those things in front of us. All right, let's go into the schools in our days. The Ten Commandments gave way to a reason to believe, you know, in the schools when we came into it, we said prayer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and even when we went into the, court, the courthouses, the Ten Commandments was there, see. So now it's all been taken out, and, now, and, and, and all sorts of Dracula and all sorts of you know, crazy stuff is welcome. So what they're dealing with is wondering, where is the presence of the Lord in my home, in schools, or in the courthouses? And where there isn't the liberty of God, what is there, gentlemen? <laughs> the boy running amok, you know what there I mean? There you go. So, 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 so I'm not saying negative about these young kids. They just have to deal with the devil running amok. And 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 we got to, we have to figure out. Which I'm proud of you, gentlemen. I'm proud of y'all. Y'all trying to, y- y'all going on with with the promise of God. 
and y'all into like you said today, brother. You went to a, a you went to a Sunday school meeting or something. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Because you just asked. I'm sorry. Say again. Oh, I think we must have lost him. He got happy. <laughs> okay. Oh, you just, you, uh, you. I, I missed to hit the button because of my finger. <laughs> you added to some young kids' life who will add to some more kids' life who will mm-hmm. one day come on and do what you're doing because you came on and did what you've done today. Thank you for calling me back. Yes, sir. You know, it, it's just amazing how, you know, we we really don't know. Well, I'll say, I'll, I'll say like this, and I said this the other night. We, it's just amazing how the master puts people in your path. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because, again, you know, I was actually going to do something completely different when I, when I met this young man. You know, and it, it, and it just by, by chance, he just happened to know somebody that, you know, he was, he was on his way doing something completely different. And he met someone, and they began to talk. And then that someone introduced him to me, you know. And I was going over by the same premise of completely different business. But look what happened. And the the thing about it, the issue that I was going to resolve hadn't not even been resolved. I forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I totally forgot about it because that wasn't the reason why. And that's exactly my point. The reason we met had nothing to do with what we thought it was about. It was all part of the grand design because this was the appointed time when you were supposed to come on and help save another soldier's life who may have been thinking about giving up and giving in to save another person's life who may have thought nobody out there cared, you know, to help someone else who said nobody understands the pain I feel. Come on, brother. You're hitting on it now, now. And so, again, that's why I said this was the time. This was the place. This was the show. You couldn't have done this anywhere else. Boy, when he orders steps, <laughs> he ordered them, don't he? Yes, that's, he does. Yes, yes he does. Sir. You know, that's why it's good to be a good man, because he ordered the steps of a what? Of the righteous. <laughs> okay. I I I I I I to be honest with you guys, I'm more thankful than you guys could probably even imagine. Cause I, this, you guys are the first that took took consideration into following God's will. Uh, and you know it was timing. Everything that let me back up. Everything you said was true. Timing is everything. Mm-hmm. It's a time for everything. And I'm glad that you were obedient enough and godly enough to to don't be a Saul, but to be you know, someone that knew that if it was a need for this, for my help, my help, you would be there for me. I want to thank you for the soulless spirits in your life. <laughs> soulless. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all feel me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Saul, this guy who had a problem with everybody, I'm okay. glad that you guys don't have that spirit, that soulless spirit. <laughs> Look at y'all. Y'all fire me up, don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We love it, though. We love it. We love it. Because what it tells us is that you're genuine. You're real. You're yes, not I just... I mean it. You're not sort of... Uh, Phony. I mean it. Puffed up. No, no, no. I mean it, man. I'm so thankful that for this night that the Lord has made. And I'm, I rejoiced in it before. I started rejoicing this morning. How about y'all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every morning. Every morning. You Every morning. It to him. And, and, and I got up this morning, and and I and I just, I'm just, uh, okay. Now I'm okay. Whew. Yeah. Hey, we got a little under two minutes left. I just want to say thank you for joining us tonight, and I want you to give out your contact information because I'm sure somebody out there wants it. Okay. Uh, my contact information is is, uh, is, is you can go to um, www.rehab911.net. Oh, you mean my contact information? Yeah, give it all well, out. Well, my, 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 my contribution and donations, uh, it's not quite up yet. You know, as I said, I've been doing this all on the basis of what I have, what little disability I have, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, if there is going to be any contributions, if you guys don't mind them to, to be sent directly to you, if not, I'll just have to let you guys know that uh, the website is www.rehab911.net. Mm-hmm. You can also go to just plain enjoy the information at Rehab Online Motivational Program. Just put it in your in your, your website search, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and the information mm-hmm. is there, and you please pass it to people, not just soldiers, but pass it to anyone that's dealing with PTSD or any type of injuries or issues. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us, and we know that we have helped others be more, do more, and have more. Good evening. God bless you all, and good night. Good night.